Bible study of Romans chapter 12. Dear God, please bring to mind anything that you want to emphasize and be with us as we read through this and open our eyes to things you want us to become aware about. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So I'm going to go to the side bar on the study guide, and I'm going to read what it says about how our bodies are a living sacrifice. Growing, maturing Christians will encounter some pain. We lose superficial pleasures when we abandon sinful activities. We may have to struggle to establish new patterns of living, but becoming a living sacrifice, that is, giving our lives totally to God, does not mean endless martyrdom. We can find fulfillment and satisfaction in becoming what God created us to be, no matter what the cost. We will see a higher purpose in life than simply avoiding pain. Then there's another um, thing that I think a lot of people ask, how can we know God's will? We can know God's will by honoring and obeying him and by refusing to be influenced by societal pressures. As we place as we replace our old way of thinking and adopt an entirely new perspective in line with God's point of view, we'll begin to recognize God's will more and more. We'll find it easier to hear his voice in a variety of situations. God may not dictate the details of our lives, such as what specific clothes to wear, but he will give us spiritual principles for everyday decisions. Knowing God's will results from doing his will as revealed in scripture. So going back to scripture, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I think this is such a great uh, statement that Paul made. Um, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It all starts with your mind and what you focus on, what you put into your mind. And the easiest way to get rid of a bad habit is to focus on something that's positive, to change, redirect your mind to something. And I can say what was helpful to me in going through some hard times is instead of letting your mind get absorbed with the challenges of life that you were going through, it, for me personally, it helped to focus on biblical, um, watched a lot of videos. I read scripture and prayed. And when you start to do that, your mind starts you don't have you can't be thinking about two different things at the same time so you're redirecting your mind to something that is positive is beneficial and grows your faith and does all sorts of things to in a positive way 
and it removes all of the negative and the things that are that <clears throat> are challenging to people. So going back to scripture, for by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. It is teach. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. Diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So everybody has different skills, talents, things that God gave us. And I always wondered what mine were. I didn't know going into it. And there are actually like assessments that you can take if you want to know what your spiritual gifts are. But um, it's, it's one of the things that someone I think described it is that all of a sudden you will be, it's something that you're drawn to, something that you enjoy. So it's your gift isn't going to be something that you don't really like or that you're not interested in. It's going to be something that you get excited about. And it's also something that maybe other people will start to recognize and start to say, well, you'd be good at that. Or I see you doing this or something. And it, it's something that when you hear that, you're like, oh, I like that too. It's not like, no way, I don't want to do that. So that just, it happens over time. And um, it's interesting because it's good that everybody has different so that everybody has a place in God's kingdom. Everybody has different talents, different skills, different abilities, different um, ways of serving, basically. And just like what Paul had mentioned, we all have different gifts. I mean, there's there's prophesying, there's serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy. So there's all sorts of things that make up everything is necessary and everything, you can't really have one without the other or it wouldn't be complete. So everybody contributing makes it something complete. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. That's such an important quote too. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. That is such a good statement about love because love is selfless. When you love others more than you love yourself, or you, uh, that's probably not the best way to describe it. When you um, put others before yourself um, and you are selfless and you are more thoughtful towards other people rather than selfish and self-consumed and worried about what you're going to get out of it, but more focused on what the other person's going to, you know, how you can serve the other person. That's really what true love is, is to serve the other person. 
Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's just, um, I'm I'm going to read what this um, study Bible says about, should we show kindness as a backhanded way of hurting people? (laughs) That's verse 20, which says, you know, on the contrary, it talks about, you know, heaping burning coals on his head. And that one stands out for me, to me. To heap burning coals on someone's head has been understood in several figurative ways. One view is that our kindness will cause the enemy's face to burn with shame and motivate them to change their ways. The Bible never endorses personal revenge or manipulation of others. To love our enemies means to do what is ultimately best for them. 